Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Nikki. I'm Shaysel. And I'm Jill. And this is take two because <laughs> we started recording and my website crashed. So, yeah. So, what we talked about was Jill just had her birthday. Do you want to say what the theme was? Yes. So, it was Dress as Your Top Spotify Artist theme. And I dressed as Kay Trinata. And you looked hot. Thank yes. You. It was a vibe. And another topic we discussed was two people were dressed as Pitbull. And I was like, <laughs> there's no way that their top artist was Pitbull. <laughs> like, there's no way that somebody in art in mid-20s has a top artist as Pitbull. Yeah, I let people take some liberties if they wanted to dress <laughs> as something particular. That's so nice of you. Thanks. I'm such <laughs> like, I feel like it like falls under my like competitive spirit of like if it's a theme no no is Pitbull your top artist no then you can't wear him like I'm like so I'm so annoying like that but I'd be like what's your top artist that's who you are no like (laughs) why I want everybody to have fun but for whatever those rules yeah I think that's what it is is that it's like I'm such like I'm a rule follower but like in a competitive way of like no this is the rules can you do it I can do it better. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'd be like, why why do I need to make people do that? <laughs> if everybody's going to have fun, who cares? But So good for you, Jill. Thank you. <laughs> and then I was discussing how my therapy theme today was why is life always happening and constantly <laughs> things are happening to me and around me and I'm always having to do things and why can't I not exist for a day to recharge and then I'll come back and then the website crashed just to be and be like yeah like here you go here's something else to deal with yeah and not in an unalive myself way but in a like this is exhausting how am I expected to do this every single day why can't I have a day where I just don't do it right I have two things to say about that. Well, one recap, I agreed. And I've had a similar topic in therapy before in the past couple of months, but mine was basically like, why do I keep having to have new experiences? (laughs) Even though like new experiences are good, obviously, like most of them for the most part are good in one way or another, um, even if not in the moment, (laughs) but it's just dealing with so much from the past constantly and having to deal with input every single day is like it feels sometimes I know that our brains are capable of handling that that's why like it it prunes itself and everything like we are meant to be able to handle that but sometimes it feels like I feel like I'm at capacity not even capacity with like the duties I have to like do or anything or the people that I have to like care for even though that sometimes can happen too it's more capacity it's like I've I've lived a lot there's a there's a lot in my brain (laughs) already well I'm like, where's the external hard drive? No, ser- you know how like computers Seriously. you like add shit so there's like more functioning power. Seriously. I'm like, how do I do that? How do I do that? I agree. And then, um, in our original recording, you also mentioned that you're trying to like get back in your self care routine. Yeah. So I was saying I fell off the wagon with my self care routine, and like, it's definitely like I can get back on it it's not that hard but when you fall off the wagon it's like oh my god how am I ever gonna like get back to doing that because I my sleep schedule has been so bad so the thought of like fixing my sleep schedule is so daunting but it's literally like just go to bed (laughs) (laughs) but like when you're off of it it's like how am I ever gonna get back into like a functional routine again there's no way I might as well just not even try 
it is crazy how easy it is to fall off of that. And I know that that's just like a part of life, you know, whatever it's being flexible with ourselves, but it'd be nice if the old habits that I fell back into <laughs> were that, but they never are. And something that I've, I have experienced that multiple times throughout my life, just like many people, but something that's been new for me recently that I just realized is happening this week is I haven't had a routine and I haven't been really functional. And I know that that's in part because I just started school at like my like social limit right now. And I've had a lot of festivals, which have been great. Like Pitchfork this weekend was amazing, which I'll tell you guys about eventually. So all that is good. But I also am like, since I don't want to like keep going right now, I mean, I would, I'm not suicidal, obviously, not at all. I don't even want to unlive yeah. myself. Like I, I am fine. But since it's just like so much, I like physically don't want to progress in time at this very moment. So I'm almost for the first time, like purposely resorting to bad habits. Cause I'm like, I refuse. It's like, I'm throwing this like inner tantrum where I, I'm like, I, you know what? It's not fair. I don't want to be 24 right now. I don't want to be 24 right now. I want to be 20 right now. <laughs> like that's what, No, that's literally what I was saying in therapy. I was like, there's stuff I like have to do every day. Like I have to get up and I have to work. Like it's okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to work. No, I have to work. Yeah. Like if I want to make money, I have to work. I have to make sure my house is clean and not like filthy, disgusting. I have to feed my cats. And it's like just a bunch of little things, but it's like, I don't want to do this today. I didn't ask to do this. I don't want to participate. Why am I being forced to participate in this right now so that I don't do it out of like spite of life? I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then I just get more stressed because I'm like, wow, I didn't want to do the cat litter or laundry or dishes yesterday because I was like, I don't want to do it. And now they're all still sitting here and they're even grosser. Dude, I feel it sucks. I actually, one of my patterns, I haven't like fully looked into it, but so on the pattern, I know Jill knows this because she also has the app but on the pattern. You have like your like kind of permanent patterns that are who you are as a person. And then you also have patterns that come with like time, like during this specific transit, even though it doesn't mention transits. And one of my patterns that started in June of this year, or maybe even earlier, I can't remember the name of it, but like I was reading through it and it basically was saying that you like absolutely like need to let go of this like angst that you're carrying of like shit from the past and things like that and it came up today as a reminder and exactly what I'm feeling right now is this angst of like I don't fucking want to and obviously I'm not helping myself by doing that it's making it worse but it's like I'm just I'm rebelling against society in some way and the only person that's being harmed is me (laughs) well and the pattern sending that I'd be like no literally like shut up (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to be mad if I want to be mad. Right. Like, I have to participate in society. I'll be mad about it because I have to suck it up and do it, but I'll be mad. Like, right. I'd be so, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like literally a brat lately. One thing I realized in therapy, I like kind of like placed the emotion, I guess. That's what therapy is good for me is that I'm like, she barely talk like she talks, but I feel like it's always like me just being like, like coming to realizations because I'm allowed to just like blah, 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 blah. And so the other day I was like kind of sick. I just had like a head cold and I was like, oh my God, it'd be nice to be sick right now so that I have an excuse to do nothing. Like I didn't want to be like sick, sick, but I wanted to be like, oh, I threw up this morning or something. And so now I don't feel good. So I'm going to sleep all day and watch TV and dick around on my phone, but that's okay because I'm sick. And I was like, that's like literally it would be an excuse to like not participate for a day. But she she was like, why don't you do that? Why do you have to be sick to do that? Why don't you just like choose a day to do that? And I was like, 
tan bars. <laughs> I have, I know we have to get to our topic. I have one more thing to add that that re- therapy thing reminded me of that actually might be interesting to our listeners and you guys. They didn't teach us this necessarily in my class, but my basic clinical skills class yesterday, we we're talking about techniques to use in therapy, like particularly at a first clinical assessment. And a lot of the things that were mentioned are things that like us being emotionally intelligent people, like we know about this. It's like reflective listening and you're kind of mirroring back with, it's not the only technique you use, you use other things too. But sometimes when you're more of a passive role, you might just like paraphrase what they say and like clarify if that's what they meant and stuff. And while that was happening, I had this realization where it's like, oh my God, therapy is going to sound fake woke, but it's not supposed to be. Therapy is literally, this is going to sound so cringe. I don't mean it that way. I don't mean it like metaphorically like this. I mean, literally, it's like a mirror <laughs> in the sense that you are straight up talking to yourself because everything now that I'm learning what it's like to be a therapist, everything you're doing, like every everything you read in every textbook talks about how you are trying to empower your client to figure things out themselves. That's why like they can't give you advice. I thought before that was like a liability thing, but they can't give you advice. It's like you need to figure things out on your own. That's like taking baby steps to do that and trusting yourself. So it's like, holy shit, even when we're when therapists are doing things like paraphrasing things back to you, it's you talking to yourself. And like, it's almost like you're journaling, but hearing it in conversation makes it different. Obviously, that's a simplification of therapy. It's much more than that. But it is cool to think of it as like a place for you to talk to yourself. Yeah, no, that's so true. I literally will like in therapy be like, oh my God, I'm so annoying. Why do I tell myself that? Because clearly it's not true. When I say it to you, I can hear how dumb it is. You know, it's like the thing of like, just say it out loud. You hear it's stupid. Right. Jill, do you have anything to add? It's okay if you don't. I just feel like we've been yeah, we've been chatting it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, not much. I I was like kind of having that thought when Nikki just said that it was she felt like she was talking to herself basically in therapy. I'm like that. It basically is that. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jill I came don't know. to that conclusion herself. I okay. I don't talk like that much because I just don't normally talk that much anyways but like even in my own therapy sessions I'm like yeah I'm like I don't even want to say what my next thought is right now because I know that it's gonna sound like why why would I say that to myself (laughs) right that's what in therapy I'll be like I know how stupid this is but then my brain goes this and I know the answer is blah 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 but I still can't help but think it because to me it's like because I feel the same way of like oh my god I hate even admitting I think this because it's like so stupid but when I say it it like makes it more like tangible for lack of a better word of like oh it's stupid right (laughs) yeah (laughs) I just said that and like I've been believing that in my head for the past week and now I say it to my therapist I'm like the fuck even was that yeah seriously (laughs) I feel like it's it's like for some reason it makes it different from like just if you were talking to like yourself literally in a in a room by yourself like out loud Versus like actually having a convers like having a somewhat conversation with another person, like even though it feels like you're talking to yourself basically, but for some reason that just like makes the concept of it seem more like I don't know, not fake. No, Real. dude, I completely yeah. get what you're saying. Like that's something that I yeah. I, I constantly battle that when I'm I'm trying to just like not text every thought I have because I know we all have a lot of thoughts but like all of my thoughts also come with so many emotions that then it it's not just like a 
a blurb it's like an essay that I'm texting and but and so I try to like journal more because it's also good for me to do but it just like feels even though journaling is so special in its own way it feels so different to journal versus texting you guys it because it's like someone else seeing it just makes it an actual conversation which like I mean maybe that's just like a a perception thing maybe if we saw journaling as communicating with yourself then maybe it would feel different but it doesn't feel that way it feels like there needs to be another person there for it to be a communication yeah yeah no I totally agree I think it's because like naturally when you're like communicating with somebody else you're going to be thinking about how they're perceiving what you're saying whether or not you're right or not or whether or not you're right or not whether or not you're right about how they're (laughs) perceiving what you're saying you're still like thinking about it so then it's like forcing you to like think about it through a, a different lens or just be like what how would I feel if I heard this and I feel like that's what makes it like self-reflective because if you're just talking to yourself you're like yeah I'm thinking it and I'm hearing it so like I already was thinking it so I'm not surprised by this right I'm like oh I'm gonna say this to my therapist and my therapist is gonna be like what the fuck then it makes me be like oh what the fuck yeah (laughs) all right we should get to our actual topic um so our actual topic we definitely mentioned this before but but we went to NOLA two years ago. Like, was it two years ago? Um, 2019? Kind of three yeah. kind of soon, which is crazy. But yeah. Blech. Time. Was it summer of 20 or it was spring like of, May of 2019? March of it was 20, spring break. 2019. March of 2019. Oh, yeah. Because I, I got accepted to work at the zoo when we were there. I remember yeah. that. Um, Whoa. Uh, I died there. <laughs> <laughs> one of the nights literally I, like, a piece had, of our souls all died there yeah one of the nights i had like complete meltdown freak out insecurity like i don't know i was just like a psychopath and my shoe broke do you guys remember that too i was wearing like platform i do kind of remember and that the platform snapped off <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sobbing walking home with you guys with one shoe that's just like literal just the sole so like it's a flat sandal now (laughs) and one shoe that's a platform (laughs) because i was like i'm not gonna walk barefoot in new orleans and it's like i'll actually get sepsis like tetanus (laughs) yeah um so that's when it was a fun trip but i'm like oh yeah i got messy and i guess if you're gonna get messy like new orleans or like vegas are like the two places to do it but like i got messy (laughs) it's just crazy like how how fucking chaotic that was like for us collectively but also the the toll it took on us like individually also i had a concussion like i was oh, I, I forgot about that sorry not i was peak concussion i had a, i got it like maybe like two and a half weeks before that trip and i mean i still drank there i, I there was literally not a single moment in, in nola that i felt drunk it's like no matter how much i drank <laughs> my concussion was like i'm not letting it happen it's like i'm still getting the damage from the alcohol but not the benefit of having fun. I, thought oh my God. <laughs> I thought you're gonna say there's not a single moment in nola where i felt sober because that was me i literally was either hammered <laughs> or like dying of a hangover so much that like you're like drunk. you know when you're like so hungover that you're like i am not a full human right now yeah, yeah. or drunk because i wasn't smoking because i was gonna get drug tested for the zoo how about wow. you, Jilly? How did it affect you? Um, I definitely had a severe hangover at one point or a few points. <laughs> yeah, there was one day where we all, like, I know Shelby did not move from the couch. Oh, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. She was so hungover. I felt so bad for her. But it was fun. 
Yeah. Also, uh, I know you guys didn't change your bed situation around, but the rest of us, I know actually it was just me, Shelby and Shayna who had to alternate where we slept. Wait, so oh, yeah. Jill, that was either sleeping in a bed one night or on the couch or the air mattress. Jill, I'm surprised or I'm yeah, I'm confused about that because I thought since Shannon reserved it, I knew that she like gave the other room to me and Nikki, but I thought that it was like for sure she chose you to sleep with. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I felt bad being like uh, I was chosen to sleep in this room. I see. I don't know. Like I I'm, get it. It made me uncomfortable. So, yeah. like, I guess I'm going to have to be uncomfortable and suffer now anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's for the greater good, so. Yeah. You're such a trooper. Virgo shit. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Definition. I'm in the army. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, thank you for your service. Thank you for, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sleeping in the trenches. Trenches. <laughs> <laughs> That's her on the couch. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> on the air mattress that would deflate. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh my god! Like, I forgot. Oh every, god. Like every night, we had to blow it up a little bit. <laughs> Fucking air um, mattresses, just in general, yeah. honestly. <laughs> what a concept! They're like, let's just like contain air. Like it's trippy, <laughs> not to be like stoner, but like let's sleep on air. Literally, <laughs> while we're flying, what? sleeping on clouds. Like somebody- Somebody had to propose that. Be like, guys, what if we fill so a giant sack with air and sleep on it? Like, like yes, well. that'll be the most comfortable thing anyone has ever felt. Air mattresses are so uncomfortable because they're either like you feel the floor below them yes. or they're so full that it's like literally sleeping on a board. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like there's giant no humps underneath you. Dude, when we went yeah. to it's like ridged and I was sleeping on the air mattress, if I like went I, it felt like I was on like a water bed. If I like went to the other side, I would like plop up or plop down. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, that's still not even our top <laughs> air mattresses. <laughs> Anyways, so our actual topic <laughs> is different New Orleans, like, lore. I don't know. Supernatural type things. I don't know. Yeah, just different interesting aspects of New Orleans. So we each kind of chose a different one to discuss. I think the first one we were going to talk about, Shaysel was going to talk about voodoo or voodoo. Uh, so I was going to give a bit of background on what that is because I know we all, like, kind of know. But in college, I feel like I definitely talk about this class relatively often it was like christianity in america and it was one of the most like relevant classes like just in a way like i interact with society because it's like damn like as much as america says we're not like a religious nation we're like a christian nation because it's like fundamentally built in our constitution and stuff anyway so we learned about voodoo so what it is is actually there's the vodun religion um, I don't know if it's still active in West Africa. And then there's obviously many different religions spread throughout Africa. So during the slave trade um, in the late 1700s, when the slaves were going over to Haiti, Haiti was, it wasn't Haiti yet. And it was Roman Catholic. And then all the slaves obviously had many different African religions because they were from all over Africa. And so eventually those all mixed and mixed with Roman Catholicism to create Vodou, which is V-O-D-O-U. And then there's the Haitian Revolution 
in the beginning of the 1800s when they like freed all the slaves and became the Republic of Haiti. So then they were traveling more and stuff. And so that's how it got to the South because that's obviously in the Caribbean. So if they were coming to America, they'd end up in the South. And so Vodou was established in New Orleans just as that was part of because New Orleans was heavy, heavily Creole and a lot of Haiti was heavily Creole as well. And so they would go to New Orleans as like a cultural hub in America. And most people who are Haitian or Creole practice voodoo in one form or another. And so that's Americans literally just can't pronounce anything that's not blatantly English. So that's why it's called voodoo. But literally, it's not voodoo. It's voodoo. But again, God forbid we say anything correctly. Uh, So that's what voodoo is. And I was looking at it like today apparently a lot of people who practice voodoo like as part of their culture also uh practice some form of christianity usually roman catholicism or apparently new masonry was like an influence in the creation of voodoo too so i think that's really interesting because voodoo especially in the past has been so like taboo like, it's, like, so freaky and, like, oh, my God, black magic and, like, sacrifices and blah, 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 blah. So, obviously, part of that is race-oriented. You know, it's obviously, I don't know 100%, but it's easy to assume it's race-related because it's widely practiced by people who are black or Haitian, which typically, like, they present black. And so, it's just interesting that voodoo, like is partially Christianity. Like we love to like, again, like black magic. And especially like you think like American horror story, I think is one thing that like really brought that whole aspect to like mainstream. Obviously everybody knew what voodoo was, but I feel like that's like literally they changed their religion to match you more. Like they met you halfway. I mean, that, that aspect is definitely much worse than this, but that along with the us needing to, for some reason, call it voodoo instead. Voodoo literally like, isn't, it's not like in English that's like dialectically difficult to say. I don't know if that's the right word. Linguistically, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not like we don't. We know how to say that. That's why we're able to yeah. say it. But of course, <laughs> yeah. like God forbid, we're the ones to assimilate to anything. That voodoo culture. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I feel like that's like what it is. Is like they had like the Louisiana draw. Honestly, probably. And it is. I mean. If people there are making money from it, then it's fine. The people who deserve to make money from it are fine. But it is, like, sad to think that, like, so many people go to NOLA and, like, see... Should I say voodoo or voodoo culture for for this purpose? I feel like now that we've established it, I feel like we can call it voodoo because that's what they call it in New Orleans. Like, because I feel like I call it voodoo if I'm, like, talking about, like, the voodoo, like, attractions kind of you know the americanized stuff that like presents it but it's like i feel like if i were talking about somebody who was like actively practicing it like i'd be like oh she practices voodoo you know like i I feel like i I don't know okay yeah so not that that's like right or wrong but that's just how i've kind of approached it yeah now that we've like set that up then we'll we'll use voodoo for the rest of this episode understanding that that's not the actual pronunciation but it is sad to think of how exploited it is and the fact that that it's like the way that I feel like some some parts of NOLA in the French Quarter, some stores and stuff treat voodoo, which is obviously sacred, is as if it was like, I don't know, Ripley's Believe It or Not or some shit. That is yeah. such. Oh, my God. I 
It's like yes. that specific comparison. That is such because it's the same of like the wacky wonders <laughs> of the world. Like, <laughs> whoa, shrunken head. It's like this is literally somebody's belief system. Yeah. But okay. I'm like, what if that was and Jesus? Like, actually- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Literally, yeah. that's if they set up there's like a Christian gift shop that's kind of by me. Of course there is, because I live in Bumblefuck, Illinois. Like, can you imagine if like the Christian gift shop was like set up like that? Because there's always like the li- there's like no lighting. Like, right. I feel like there's never any lights on. It's just like whatever comes in through the window, and then like a like kerosene lamp or something. It's like can you imagine you walk in like a okay. Now that I think about it, if you walked into a, a room like a shop like that and it was christian think about how scary crucifixes would look oh hell no like I'd be you can terrified. really make any religion look fucking creepy with that lighting, um, yeah. okay so what i'm gonna get into is basically this i'm sure that there i mean there are definitely many this is the one that i looked into it's like a legend related to a voodoo priestess named julia brown um, and I actually thought of looking this up because someone I know brought up that they read some story. I don't know if it was this one. It might be because it sounds related or if it was like another thing. What this person had told me was that she thinks that what's happening, even before this most recent devastating hurricane, she thinks that like the tragedies that have happened or the natural disasters that have happened in NOLA might be related to like some sort of voodoo curse because of you know colonizers took over that land basically i guess that was sacred and like they said you know if you do this shit i'm I'm really like you know i don't know the specifics of this but what she explained was definitely more detailed than this and again i don't even know if it's real but like does it doesn't sound completely out there to me so they think that like because of the way that they treated that land that there was this curse that like brought upon disaster or something and i don't think this is this specific curse but this one is related to that so julia brown was this voodoo priestess that lived in frenier um which i don't know where that is in new orleans but it's in new orleans um at the edge of a this like swampy area that the name that they said i really could not understand i kept re-listening to it but it was near a swamp which is apparently relevant to the story so she was like (laughs) she was so most of this like happened in 1915 I thought she was born then, but no, it happened like the summer of 1915. So she lived in that area and like everyone knew she was a voodoo priestess and she would help people with their ailments, with like giving birth, all that stuff. Like she was liked in her little town and and I guess respected. But what happened is that I guess like she started feeling resentful because they were taking advantage of her. They didn't go into the specifics of what they were doing, but I can imagine how people would take advantage of someone like that. So when that started happening, she like didn't really want to help them anymore. And she cursed the swamp just before she died. And actually before she died, she would sing these lyrics like on her porch or whatever. And it, it she would say, one day I'm going to die and I'm going to take the whole town with me. And I, I don't Ew. I know. I know. I know. That's, that's giving me, oh my God, that's giving me the house in Buffalo vibes. Oh my God. Yes. But yes, you're right, Nikki. I forgot about that fucking house. That's, that house was so creepy malevolent yeah. energy without a doubt so yeah so that was in summer 1915 when she was like singing that and stuff and i guess when things started going sour which i really if i look more into it maybe i can find it because i want to know exactly what they started doing even though like obviously i'm giving this woman the benefit of the doubt honestly but on september 28th of 1915 she died and that same night that she died a category four hurricane approached nola and frenier 
in the little town that they lived and like it like destroyed most of the area there i don't i don't think they mentioned anything about like deaths or anything but it destroyed most of that area there was like 145 mile per hour winds and then i don't know how long after her funeral was but during her funeral a huge storm hit and i don't get the logistics of this but her corpse (laughs) was found and like (sighs) The wooden box was found, but her casket wasn't found. But I don't really understand how they found her corpse then. <laughs> Wait, what wooden box then? I don't know. I thought the wooden box was the <laughs> that's casket. What I, that's literally what they said and what what I was listening to too. Like I don't, I don't get it. I get. I guess her that they're corpse separate. Got- I know I'm trying not to laugh to be respectful, but like I'm picturing like a flying body. (laughs) Like like respectfully. Respectfully, like obviously not making fun of this person's death and like whatever she experienced in life, but it's just, you know. Can you (laughs) at the same time? Trauma trauma of seeing a dead body flying through the air. Literally. Literally. Oh, which also, I mean, I think we all know this. I wrote this down because I wanted to mention it, and I'm I'm sure that you at least briefly brought it up when you were explaining kind of like the past of voodoo. But something, I mean, I, I definitely knew about some of like the spirituality behind it, like the main premise, but it was nice to like hear it spelled out. So I guess in voodoo culture, like they all they think that we're or they believe that we're all spirits which honestly i i fuck with that and that we're just spirits in the human plane but like voodoo priests and voodoo priestesses can communicate between different planes which i think is like super cool and it can be used for good or for bad which i would say is literally the case with anything ever so yeah so that happened and they think that she haunts the swamp and there are sightings there often and this podcast that i was listening to mentioned that like they, they got this story submitted to them which i don't know if this is true you know but like this is what they said there was this couple that was traveling near the area at some point maybe like a couple years ago and they stopped in the middle of the road to like pee somewhere so they're doing their thing and out of nowhere they see this like old lady just like lurking around and they're like it looks like she needs help Growling. or something seriously it looks like she needs help so i can't remember if she approached them or if they approached her but like they start communicating and she's like doing like creepy shit like you know just smiling stuff like that um and then she makes some comment that i wish i could remember i don't think it was anything significant so i don't remember but after she made that comment which was something about like related to what she had done or the curse she placed in the area there were like dead bodies in the swamp they were next to like bobbing in the water and they were just like slowly coming up which obviously i don't i don't know how real this is but this was a story that was told which is interesting so yeah that's that's my story also there was something i i surprisingly i found one thing about it and then like a podcast about it and then it barely even talked about it apparently at the superdome there like they believe that it's cursed which i think the superdome might be like where they play sports because everything I kept looking up was related to sports. And I was like, this is not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, That's where they, the saints play. Okay. Yeah. But I like the Jill's a huge sports. <laughs> <laughs> the very, like the very small amount that I did see about it was that I think they think that it was like created on top of certain like bones or something. I don't know if it was like a cemetery or what it was, but some sort of bone situation that like makes people think it's cursed. But I don't know. I don't know what's happened that has made people think that it's cursed, but something to look into if people are interested in further research. Yes. One thing that's like again, this is like a like whoa, like fake deep thought, but it's like how you're like it's buried on bones like or built 
basically like everything's built on bones true like if you think about how much shit has lived on the earth in the like millions of years or billions how how many years ago was the earth created billions probably billions i feel like maybe yeah i okay now i sound like a just a moron i'm looking it up i can't remember <laughs> that but um wait like, what did about, you ask like, how many years ago the earth was created was it billion? Four, four billion nice okay four billion thanks joe one thing i actually think about is how every single every like square inch of the entire earth like of land mass has to have been stepped on by some living thing at some point or another like there's no way that there's something that like something living didn't touch between the creation of the earth and now i 100 percent believe that and so there has to be bones of some sort under every like there's definitely bones under my apartment building maybe it's dinosaur bones but there's bones like how is there not something dead on every square inch of this planet true even if it's just a little 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 snail <laughs> yeah i don't know i was gonna say crustacean but i was like yeah that's like more i'm in new orleans <laughs> a lot of things do get like completely broken down though true. oh that's a good point but fossils x bones and, and theoretically <laughs> theoretically yeah there would have been bones that then completely yeah. decomposed yeah another thing i was thinking about i was like sad thinking about how like everywhere's been explored for the most part like not really gonna find anything like oh it's when we were talking about like when colonists just like came to america and there were like no rules <laughs> like, it was, like, they just were like let's just go check out what's Free over land, there baby. They just, like, <laughs> yeah literally they just went and can you imagine like you don't know what type of animals you're gonna see and shit they see like black bears and they're like what the or no it's grizzly bears they're like what the hell True. Like, they didn't have that shit over in europe like, With, like so no protection like no i i truly yeah. can't imagine like they're just going in blind yeah i, I don't yeah. know what i don't think i've i mean i'm sure there's been at least one thing but i really cannot think of any situation in my life where i've truly gone in completely blind except maybe when i was like one or when i was born yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Coming came into, into this life. earth blind <laughs> yeah. like shit um, but so it was like making me sad because i'm like my anxiety would never actually let me have an experience like that because god forbid i go into something blind that would never happen yeah by choice but um it is sad to think like that that's not gonna be like they want to just go find a new massive land and be like oh my god look at all these new animals but it made me think about how much of the ocean is unexplored yes like True. it's crazy to me that like there are so many efforts to go out into space which agreed space is dope we should keep exploring it but like why are we not also putting that effort into exploring the rest of our own planet like if we can go to space why can't we go to the deepest parts of the ocean that's a really good point i really don't understand why they see i mean i i understand the potential of space but i don't understand how they don't see the potential of the ocean but at the same time like i'm i know the only potential would be a capitalist <laughs> type of venture yeah. which is really unfortunate but it's the only like, one that they would care about enough. That's the only like, time that they would actually do, do it. it. If they if they found a reason yeah. to capitalize on it, I don't think that they can think of a single situation to capitalize on right now. But they can with space, yeah. I guess. It's just crazy. Like there's so many aquatic species that we don't know about, especially like the giant ones that live. Yeah. Like that's part of the reason. Like some people like don't want us to keep exploring because it's like so scary. Yeah. Like the giant creatures that live in the deep, deep ocean, like especially because they live where there's no sunlight that hits. Ugh. So they got some like weird Ew. modifications on their bodies. They look weird. Gross. I listened to a podcast from Let's Get Haunted a couple weeks ago called, it's about this thing that lives in water. 
called the Ningen. It's like a Japanese Is it cryptid. N-I-N-G-E-N. The Ningen. And it's like some theories say that it's kind of like <laughs> a mix between a whale and a mermaid almost. Like it's like a humanoid creature Ugh. that they think like evolved to live underwater basically. Oh. One second. I'm going to say. But it guys- looks like really terrifying. <laughs> Um, look at the fucking, but you guys need to see the first picture that popped up when I Googled it. <laughs> Is it this? <laughs> wait, wait, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what is if you want to see it while we're laughing at, go. That is literally me. Ninden, and it's <laughs> literally, that's, that's what I'm fucking going for when I say I don't want to exist. I want to look like just like literally no arms, giant torso, long legs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, uh, I love him. Wait, Joel, did you see and it? Right after Joel goes, and it's supposed yeah. to be terrifying, and that's like the weird. <laughs> Why does he have legs he if he somber. lives in the sea? That's yeah. the thing. They don't know. For some reason, oh, I... it's because there's, oh, because there's, if you click on that, you can see apparently there's like this picture of some humanoid thing in the Arctic. It's like a really shitty picture. So that's like a redrawing oh. of the picture. I'm seeing they it. They saw now. that. IRL. When you said like part humanoid, I mean, I guess it makes sense that it wouldn't look actually human. I I didn't think that it would look like straight up like a mermaid, which is you know half human, half not human kind of. But I didn't expect it to look like this. But obviously, I know that it's yeah. difficult to you know. Draw <laughs> the word ningen in Japanese means human. Oh, but like they call it that because it lives in the sea. So they're like it's like the human of the sea. Like it's weird. It's like Aquaman. Yeah. Freaky. Why is there, there's a book called Ningen by Paul Rudd. <laughs> it can't be the Paul Rudd, right? Like, look at this. Paul oh, Rudd? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul Rudd's sexy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. Back to Wait, Nola. I'm sorry. Last thing oh. about this Ningen. I saw, it. first of all, <laughs> Ningen. <laughs> first article is by pinktentacle.com and then the second one is by mirror.co.uk and it says mysterious blubbery monster human (laughs) um okay well going way back to the end of shay sells part where she was talking about how like cursed and stuff the stuff i looked at was ghost stories which kind of are curses I don't know. I know they're different, but it but gives like me the still, same vibe yeah. of like if you could curse a place and that would like, I don't know, ghosts would get stuck there then. You know, like I feel like that leaves people pissed off yeah, or yeah. ghosts put gur- curses on you. That's why I like intertwine them. Anyways, we actually went on a ghost tour, a drinking <laughs> ghost tour when we were there. And our tour guide loved us so much <laughs> that he asked us to stay after and we were like this is gonna be some dope shit he's gonna show us some like hidden bar or something no he just showed us this old brothel where the iron fencing around the balcony had dicks in it oh my god i forgot about that and, I, and he was like i think you guys would love this and i remember in the beginning i think he even said that it was like he every tour he chooses like one lucky group or something so yeah. like i thought and we, we were, were like, really eh. special right we're like yeah. oh my god we're gonna get a free like drink right <laughs> nope dicks he's like guys look it's ancient dicks <laughs> not even ancient but <laughs> so i thought it was really cool we did. We went a lot of places that night. But so I looked up like a couple because literally every lamppost in New Orleans is considered haunted. Like I swear everything there 
is haunted in one way or another which one thing I looked at was like why is it so haunted one guy that's a voodoo voodoo priest there he like thinks that's part of like how the Mississippi River like that's where it connects to the ocean and so like all energy from and like the Mississippi River like goes through so much different land mass that like all that like energy is like brought down and like festered in New Orleans but I also think like New Orleans is like one of the oldest settled places in the United States true like it's yeah been there for a long time so obviously a lot of bullshit's gonna happen especially when like there are less rules like of course more <laughs> fucked up shit is gonna happen there <laughs> so one of the things is the Madame LaLaurie the LaLaurie ma- mansion which that's the place that was an American horror story and so Madame LaLaurie had slaves and there was this she owned this mansion that was on the corner uh it's like the corner house that I don't know you see in when you look up New Orleans I feel like it's like one of the corner houses that's like on every picture it's in the French Quarter um and so in the top floor is where she kept her slaves that were being punished and I mean again if you've seen American Horror Story you've seen like the Hollywood version of what she did to them and it's like said that that's dramatized dramatic dramatized 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 how do you say I that I don't know which of the two it is actually I think dramatized I maybe. don't know dramatized whatever it's made more extreme for the sake of the show but she did do like horrible tortures and stuff like that and so it's said now that you're if you're in there um you can still hear, hear screaming from the top floor and apparently I didn't know this part in the late 19th century it was in all school all school girl all girl school um <laughs> for like elementary age and the girls would like get scratches and bruises on their arms and when the teachers would say like who did this to you they would say that woman and like since they were like elementary school kids like nobody was going to tell them where they were or ideally nobody was going to tell them where they were going to school and like what happened there and stuff and so that's one thing where people think like she still haunts it or like harms people who like try to live there I feel like there's one other thing I'm looking at what I read about it but I don't know that's like the main thing but so oh a medium went to the phone and she or went to the phone sorry I just read that in <laughs> my notes a medium went to the phone now there's <laughs> she in calling the top, she yeah she she rang <laughs> no so in the top floor a slave actually committed suicide through one of the windows oh yeah um and so that window got boarded up and then Madame Mallory lost the house and so the town took it over and so that window got bricked up because it was like I forget the exact reason why it got bricked up I think it was like because that was like a historical place they couldn't add a new window and so instead they just bricked it up but so when you go you can see in the top floor a window is bricked over and that's where somebody committed suicide and so a medium came to the house and said like that's not the right window that the girl fell out of I don't know like she said oh it was a girl Leah that fell into the courtyard and so she says that that's the window isn't where the girl fell out of and she thinks that the bricked up window was someone did interior decorating but wanted to maintain the symmetry on the outside of the home so like they added something on the inside so I don't know how much truth there is to that but 
it's creepier to think if that's the actual window. And the medium said that Madame LaLaurie isn't doesn't haunt it anymore. Oh. So she said bye like, for real. Yeah, she's like, eh, I'm bored of this. But so that's one of the places we went on our ghost tour. I have something to say uh, about the house. I don't know if you're gonna say it. So let me know if you're like done talking yeah. about the house specifically. So this is the most important part. Oh my god, what am I forgetting? The most haunted part. Um, I'm, I'm assuming we're thinking of the same thing, Jill, that Nicolas Cage temporarily owned oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then- I did, okay, I, in the article I'm reading, it cracks me up when articles randomly, like, they're like normal writing, and then they're just like savage out of nowhere. This article <laughs> is like, and then temporarily it was, it was owned by Nicolas Cage. Clearly, he does as well at maintaining his finances as he does with acting or something. Like, I'm like, <laughs> dragged him. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that makes sense because I didn't realize, but he lost it to foreclosure in 2009. Nice. So, yeah, he owned it because why not? He said, you know, other people have beachfront property. I have ghostfront property. That's what I always say. <laughs> On our tour, they said that he never went inside the house. Yeah, well, he, he just bought it. it to buy it. Well, he he bought it and didn't realize that it was like a haunted house, and so he like went there, and people were like, "Are like, do you own that house? Do you not know the stories?" I was gonna say, don't you like Google? Like, even just typing in that address, I, feel I don't like, like you gotta Google be page you gotta like be haunted, ignorant, haunted, haunted. right? Yeah. Also, and then, like this, is, like literally part of the culture, right? Like the city that you're planning this. to move to, and then he's trying to pass it off as if he like purposely got it for that reason, clearly based off of what I read. And it's like you didn't even know. Damn, I didn't yeah. know that he didn't know about it, idiot. I mean, I don't know how, <laughs> how true that is. Maybe they just say that to be like. I mean, I would me another tip. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> I don't know. He's such a yeah. Weirdo. But yeah, so that's mostly that one. That one to me, I think it's like the hauntings themselves aren't that extreme. I think it's more of like the history of that place is what's so creepy because of like the horrible things she did to slaves. Like she just like just brutal brutalized them and like tort you know, just did horrible things. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if there's any like confirmed accounts of what actually happened because it was literally like two hundred years ago. But the the rumors of the stories that have happened are like very fucked up. Yeah, so. that's why I'm like I don't even know like what to say happened because it's like obviously there's like I said there's the American Horror Story version which is like the like crazy that's like on the extreme end of the spectrum, and so I think most people don't think it was that extreme, but it was still like enough that like the town knew about it. Right. And the town was like, yeah. oh, you don't want to go up there like during a time where slaves were treated poorly everywhere and for them to be like yikes like um so the other place i read about was the haunted bourbon or orleans hotel do you guys know about that one no i don't think so me neither but apparently it's like the most haunted hotel ever in new orleans in new orleans and it's giving me when i describe it um you go or joel you'll see why because it's giving me shining vibes the overlook hotel so you'll see. I bet he drew some inspiration from it. Because she said, you still haven't seen or read it, right? Or have you seen the I've, movie? I saw it when I was really little. So like I know, but I don't like remember. I don't remember the details that I would pick up on now. I just, But I do know yeah. what it looks like and stuff. Okay. I didn't I didn't think so that you'd seen it recently. But then I was like, well, I don't want to seem like a dick and be like, yeah. jail would get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so in 
1815 it was built and it was originally an opera theater and it was like said to rival the most ornate opera houses in Europe and then what this is so like this is what I mean by there were no freaking rules one year later it burned down (laughs) due to arson due to arson I feel like I feel like they told us about that on the tour actually I'm remembering now maybe it's like I wouldn't be surprised if we talked about it, but also I wouldn't be surprised if many place in, places were like <laughs> right. Wait, what was it called? Arson Bor- Bourbon, the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. Okay. And so they were like, "Well, I guess we'll just rebuild it." So they rebuilt it, um, and they had a ton of operas there. And then there was like down the street another opera theater popped up, but don't worry, it burned down due to arson. Oh shit. <laughs> And so the Bourbon Street Theater was like, we already came back from that bitch. So they were then the only ones standing. So then they were like, let's make more money. So they built a ballroom. And it's actually very pretty because it's still there today. Obviously, it's been like, I don't know, what's the re... What's the word for that? Like when they like, like what they do to like old paintings. Like, uh, they don't change oh, it, but they I don't know why I'm thinking revived. refurbished. It's not refurbished. <laughs> it's not revived. Whatever. You guys know what I'm trying to say. It was like touched up. Restored. <laughs> Is it restored? restored. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's been restored, so it's still there, but like obviously it's not like all OG. But so there was like a ton of ballrooms. And one thing, this is something I learned about like Creole culture that I did not know about so it would host the infamous quadroon balls of the 19th century quadroons were women in the New Orleans region who were one-fourth African so that's where the like quad comes from and so they were like considered like the most like beautiful exotic women and so they would have these balls where then like rich French Creole men would go and like pick women to like marry and have kids with and so they would choose a woman and the woman would get like a really nice house and money and jewels and stuff and then have their kids and if they had a boy the boy would go back to France for education if they had a girl the girl would go back into this thing it was called the plissage the like system of like the quadroon balls and like marrying creole men so I had no idea that that existed yeah I didn't know about that but so that that happened here. And then on top of that, there were a ton of duels that would happen in the ballroom because they would like <laughs> fight over women. So they would like oh duel each other. <laughs> and so they would like duel in there. So people would like freaking die in there or like right outside of there. <laughs> and yeah, so then that happened. And then it became a convent. And so then the ballroom became the chapel. Um, and I feel like that just alone, like that's like perfect fuel for like some haunted shit for it to become a convent to have like some like racist shit happen duels and then become a religion religious place of course it's gonna turn right like what can you expect (laughs) so it turned into that and then the nuns in the 1960s sold it to like a hotel corporation so now you can go and you can stay there and actually they have a ton of different packages and one of them is a girlfriend's getaway package so we can go stay there um but there's so this is the part that makes you think of the shining there's like four main ghosts that show up there so one of it is ghost children when it was a convent uh the nuns like would care for like sick orphans 
And so kids would die there. And so you could hear now you can hear children like laughing and playing in the hallways. Um, And then it says ghosts of the hotel have experienced the back of their shirts being yanked only to turn around and find the hallway completely empty. So that makes me think of like the two twin girls from The Shining. Room 644 is like the most haunted room there. Um, And so it's rumored that one of the nuns committed suicide in there, which the nuns have like never confirmed or denied this, but that like makes it even more sus. And so now from room 644, you can hear like it says anguished cries um, in the middle of the night. But you can still sleep there. And so the guests who sleep there, they like have reported that they wake up in the middle of the night and there's like a nun just like standing over them. And she's just like smiling nicely at them. But they like scream bloody murder because they're like, this woman is standing over me. So it's like, okay, the screams are either like a ghost or their guests being haunted by a ghost. (laughs) The third one is the Confederate soldier ghost. So apparently there's like people have seen a Confederate soldier like limping down the hallways I do know but, that one. I feel wait. like that's one of the ones that they mentioned on the tour. Yeah. So I remember being like, I don't give a fuck because they were Confederate soldiers. So <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> it says the sounds of his hollow and uneven footsteps linger in the dead of night. Ew. And so then the last one, this lady sounds dope. The woman bathed in moonlight. Um, and so she's Ooh. actually, she's in the ballroom and she is like dancing by herself. And so apparently she was, she's, was part of like the plissage system basically and then it's said that a blood stain appears on the carpeted floors in the ballroom and then the staff will clean it and then it will like reappear shortly after a blood and it's supposed a blood stain (sighs) yeah and it's supposedly like from a duel in there that were like over a woman yeah so all that is in one hotel why would you duel indoors like can you literally because you're so pissed (laughs) no they're like i don't have time to go outside pop pop just shoot each other do you guys know i'm i'm not i know jill has to give her segment so this is gonna be super short but i need to mention this because you mentioned duel and i learned this from Allie, our friend who's a teacher history teacher andrew jackson was like would duel people and he killed a man in a duel (laughs) which is i feel like I found it to be very interesting because I definitely have never in my life heard that before her telling me that fact. I think I learned that in my A-Push class because duels did not happen as often as like we think of them happening because they're like the same stories are like constantly retold and like in because a lot of times they wouldn't actually like come to fruition and the duels that did happen were like prominent figures because they were like so aggressive i literally didn't even know that duels were a thing i knew i knew of them like during like medieval times type of thing but i had no idea that like post-revolutionary war there were duels occurring <laughs> but like apparently... in the wild west when they were like oh. take town steps turn around shoot those like weren't Jeez, really so not, you know that's how hamilton died yeah it was a duel that's an... yeah yeah against aaron burr and then, because he's like, I'm actually not going to Like, the, those things where they stand across and, like, count down and shoot, that's a duel. I literally, first, for some reason, I thought Hamilton died in, like, a battle or something. <laughs> I mean, similar. Battle. Similar. Yeah. I guess duels in my mind are so different. Yeah, his son died from a duel. Damn. And then he died from a duel. What a fucking, I mean, I mean, this goes without saying, what a fucking stupid way of going about shit. <laughs> Well, so what's sad, I don't know if this is true, but in the musical, how it happens is 
the son actually like he got in the duel because he was like defending his dad's name because Hamilton was like always stirring the pot so this one guy was like talking shit about Hamilton so he's like let's fight because I gotta defend my dad's honor which is stupid but then he's like okay actually we shouldn't fight like that's dumb but the guy like wouldn't listen to him so he had to do the duel so he like put his gun to this like shot into the air on the count of like six instead of ten to show he wasn't gonna shoot and the other guy still shot him damn yeah so i cry whenever like whenever i watch it because it's on disney plus when he dies i cry because i'm like that's so sad so that moment is when the son dies or when hamilton dies yeah that's when the son dies and then hamilton also doesn't shoot but he does it he shoots into the air like the very very last second yeah so aaron burr like Aaron Burr thought he was going to get shot too. So he like participated in the duel. The other guy was just like with the son was like just like an asshole. And but yeah, so that's like two. There's like 10 like famous duels basically. And two of them are like from freaking. I don't get it though. So aren't you both going to get shot no matter what? No, because you have to shoot so fast. You people miss or they it's not deadly. What if you cheat? I think a lot of the time people choose to shoot into the like up into the sky. Yeah. And they don't actually go through with it. Yeah, that's why it's like the there's only a few duels too. that actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because usually it was like a big thing. And so before you would actually duel, everybody would show up, but then you would like send in your like number two to try to like do a, like a last minute negotiation. And usually that would like end it. Like be- they want to actually get to the dueling part. Jesus Christ, man. Humans are barbaric. Yeah. I know. Okay. Jellies. All right. Speaking of barbaric humans, <laughs> so I looked into the lore of vampires in Nola because another part of our tour was them talking about how vampires are, are like real in New Orleans, and there's a whole vampire bar that you have to have the secret passcode to, even though I'm pretty sure they told us the passcode. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, so I'll talk afterwards, like, I'm going to give the history of what's going on, but there are some vampires, obviously, in New Orleans, not just, like, the the tourists <laughs> trying to break into the vampire bar. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, very early history is kind of just, like, random stories. Like, I don't know if any of these things are actually true, but these are, like, the legends, basically, because... I mean, it's about vampires. I don't know if there's like, there's not going to be scientific evidence here. True. So we're just going to believe this is true for the sake of the argument. So in 1728, King Louis XIV, and I'm pretty sure like his father or grandfather, sent a bunch of virgins over to the French colony of New Orleans in order to like basically like get married to the french settlers that live there because they this is like so racist obviously yeah because what when isn't something racist that the king would do (laughs) but they they thought that like the french colony would be threatened if these the like the settlers living there ended up getting married to or like hooking up with american indian women or just like any like native american people that were actually living there or, like, I guess, I don't know what, what the actual story was behind this, but they said that a lot of, like, women that lived there were people that were, quote-unquote, undesirable. And, like, a lot of them were women that were originally, like, freed from prisons and shit. So, they were like, no, we can't have our French settlers marrying those women. Oh, my God. So, we have to send a bunch of virgins over there. 
So it's <laughs> ship them out. <laughs> ship out the version. They need, they need another shipment. This one went bad. <laughs> yeah, basically the good old commodity of women. My favorite commodity. <laughs> Um, they sent them there with a priest. Sorry, too. this is just a mini side note. There, shit like this has happened all throughout history, and then men have a shit fit when women finally are like, "Fine, I'll sell myself online." <laughs> literally, yeah. Like, literally. You fucking whore! It's <laughs> like you literally sent us over in batches, like, ship- <laughs> yeah, shipments of women, <laughs> and God forbid I do it for myself and empower myself through it. True. Like, I hate men. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, so they sent them there with a the priest. And so these French women were called casket girls because they carried these like suitcases that were coffin shaped. But I guess that they were originally called. They were (laughs) (laughs) e-girls. They were originally called like cassettes, which I'm pretty sure that this must be like a French term cassettes or like eventually that morphed into the word casket with a Q, U, not a K in the middle. And then eventually it just ended up being a casket because it like looks so much like a coffin. Like, I don't know. They're like, it's a casket. They're casket girls now. <laughs> so. Um, casket core. Yeah. The OG so, suicide girls. So, I mean, the, the, the things that like the, these were, the suitcases, they were like a hope chest basically. So like since they were coming here to get married, they're like, I'm going to bring all my belongings, obviously. So that was basically what they were carrying in there. But. There is another part to that story. So these women came and like originally lived in a convent because they came here with a priest. And like the convent that they lived in is the oldest building in the Mississippi Valley. It was built in 1751. So obviously it's haunted, but that's that's not necessarily in this story, sadly. That's a that's a different episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legend has it that these casket girls are the original like vampires that came to America, at least in like this area, mostly because they were they were pale and gaunt. And (laughs) (laughs) I I guess that was the main evidence. (laughs) And they carried around a suitcase. (laughs) Classic vampire behavior. I guess like if it looks like caskets and, and people are like, oh my god, vampires sleep in coffins. Like, they're, like, they're like, oh, it's my little, it's my uh, sleeping bag. Right, but yeah, they were like small. <laughs> like it was not a human sized thing. So I don't know where they got that from. They're like, yeah, we fold ourselves up. Yeah, and feel position. <laughs> but I mean, so these women had just come across the ocean, like they could be pale and gaunt because of a million different things. Oh, right. And also, like... Maybe they're literally dying. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how fucking long it took. Probably months. Yeah. Like, also, I guess if you have tuberculosis, you can cough up blood. So, I think that's also probably another reason <laughs> why they thought that these women were vampires. Because they're like, what is that? We forgot about tuberculosis. <laughs> Oh my god. Literally, like, I get, like, they didn't know any better. I could have thought the same thing if I lived in that time. But, like, now, living in this time, I'm like, humans are fucking stupid. <laughs> right. Like, how could you think that's why is your first thought vampire? We <laughs> see these women. Vampire. That's what it is. Could it be anything else? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 
So they eventually, like, I guess this didn't actually work out, like, the thing with bringing women to marry these men. Shucks. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Who would have guessed? <laughs> wouldn't, a forced marriage wouldn't work out. So the, the women went back to France, and I guess that some of them left their their caskets there, and they opened them up, and there was nothing inside. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so I don't I don't get it. I don't it. get so it either. Like, they didn't actually have anything in so there. So it was where they slept. <laughs> that was their house. I think that's what they're that what they're implying is that <laughs> there's nothing in there because that's where they were sleeping. <laughs> or like they they weren't alive, so why did they need any yeah, belongings? They didn't need earthly items. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So So that's that's the full theory for why they were vampires. <laughs> Shut up! What do they think vampires? These bitches were? got tuberculosis and carried around suitcases, and they're deemed vampires. Yep, that's literally it. They, oh, uh, these stories that I heard made it sound a lot more like <laughs> spooky. But I'm like, I don't know how you make this just sound sick spooky. women, <laughs> just sickly women, <laughs> ill. Um, one okay, this is a fun fact about like coughing up blood uh, when you're running. <laughs> You can if you taste blood, it's because some of the capillaries like in your lungs <gasps> ruptured, and so it's putting blood into your lungs, and so you're like breathing it out. Oh my god, that just I've because your heart pressure is that bad. It's just because your blood pressure got really high, so you should probably just like cool off. I've never, I don't want to drink. I've never in my life experienced that. I haven't either, but I like saw it on TikTok, and I was reading the comments. That is that apparently fucking a lot of people terrifying. Have. Like yeah. breathing in the taste or smell of blood. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. And yeah, the guy who was saying it, he was that. like, he was like, it's actually your own. And somebody commented, was like, who the fuck else is with <laughs> me? Nope, you can just smell blood under oh people's skin now. <laughs> That's how you know when you're becoming happened. a vampire. Literally. You can smell True. it. You're like Edward. <laughs> it smells so good. <laughs> Musky. Wow. Oh, well, wow. okay. Yeah. So. Is that all the vampire stuff? No. Oh, oh, okay. I, I was like, <laughs> I thought that was literally everything that New Orleans was going. And then they were like, oh, and then Vampire Colony was established from these women that ended up leaving. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, where did this story go? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So in 1932 is when our next story is, which uh, also I don't know if any of this is true, but I'm assuming that when was it? this is documented somewhere. Yeah. So... In New Orleans, in the French Quarter, this girl, she's running. She's running to the police. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if she tasted blood. <laughs> no, she didn't because she actually escaped from being held captive. <gasps> and she was like, you guys have to go to the place where I was being held captive because there's other people there right now. And there, these two brothers are holding us captive in this house. So the police followed her. Because she, like, had just escaped. So they follow her. And, like, all the the other people being held captive are there. And they're like, oh, my God, this girl's not lying. <laughs> and they're all, like, <laughs> they're all tied up. And they have bandages around their wrists. And they're, like, bloody bandages. So, uh, yeah. And there were some other people, like, wrapped up in, bo- in blankets. And they're, like, it smells really bad. Ew, are these the same people as... <laughs> Wait, like the, what does that have to do sick with The girls? Or is it a different group of people? Oh, I, d- I didn't finish telling the oh. story yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but is this the same The way you were saying no? sentences, it sounded like it was the end. 
No, this, these are not the same people. Sure. Oh, no. Same people. Okay. No. So eventually the cops like waited out to see who the people are because like this is like this girl just escaped that day. So they just sit there <laughs> until the people come home? <laughs> well, they I don't know exactly the what they did. It was 1932. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, <laughs> the people are still guns. <laughs> like, they're hiding under un, under a chair <laughs> in the closet. Oh my god! <laughs> in the casket. In the, uh, true. The up in there. <laughs> so yeah, so they're they're waiting it out, and eventually the two brothers who have were held holding everyone captive come back, and like the cops are like, "Oh my god, hey." <laughs> <laughs> hey god we've been waiting <laughs> what took you so long <laughs> so they pretty much immediately uh confessed as yeah, to like yeah. literally I mean, doing what it, it appeared they were doing <laughs> so they're like, like we're yeah not, we're not gonna even got us, <laughs> literally <laughs> they said they were almost begging to be murdered Oh. Because they explain that they were, in fact, vampires. And they're like, if you release us, then we have no option but to keep killing because, like, we need to drink blood. Damn, double homicide. <laughs> For real. <laughs> that's So yeah. they were just, like, we're vampires and that's why they had them. And so is that why their, like, wrists were bandages, bandaged? Yeah, so. Because uh, they were stuck in their blood? Their routine was that they would leave early each morning just before day break and return every evening just after dark. And then they would take the bandages off of their captives' wrists, reopen the wounds, and then catch the running blood into cups and just drink it until they were not hungry anymore. You would think it'd be the opposite. Why would they leave during the day? Because uh, I think that they like go somewhere else. Because that's like where they're they don't want to get caught, even though they just uh, did. maybe. That's... But I'm just surprised they have the the gall to go out during true. the day. And they have to go burned. back to their coffin to sleep. Oh, true. Yeah. So they were tried as serial killers, convicted, and were eventually executed, <laughs> and they were buried in a tomb. Did they just die like normal humans? Well, apparently the tomb was opened later to add another family member and the bodies of the brothers were not in there. <gasps> That's spooky. Yeah. So I'm like either grave robbers or they're vampires. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's why I asked because I'm like, did they like chop their heads off and burn them? Because I yeah, you know classic vampire. Like, you, That's what you got to do. <laughs> if you want to get rid of a vampire. Yeah. Can't follow <laughs> standard protocol. <laughs> vampire 101. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's scary yeah so that's pretty much the whole story um of that one but also like i was reading this article and they gave some interesting context which also kind of like explained some random new orleans facts this story was in 1932 which obviously is after 1920 <laughs> that's how time works. <laughs> Professor <But>, Joe. <laughs> so, like prior to this happening, like the the decade b- beforehand, pretty much the city at that time was like very, very wealthy and rich because it was like the most bustling port city in America. There was so many jobs available, mm. and like literally just anyone everyone was doing anything that they wanted to it was like party city even more so than it is now just because everyone had a shit ton of like disposable income to use 
and there was a lot of you know there was nightclubs now and jazz and like women were starting to explore their sexuality a little more so everyone was just like going insane and that that's kind of why it was called the big easy because there was just like so many jobs like if you went to new orleans like it, it was just it so easy to find work oh yeah yeah but then the great depression happened and as you would assume everything changed because i don't think any place was unaffected by that but pretty much like everyone who was out of a job kind of just became like a beggar and a vagrant so a lot of people would be begging for food at the back doors of the homes of rich people and they actually were usually given food because new orleans is known for southern hospitality so nice. i guess like the people gave them food but they weren't they didn't allow them to come inside they had to sit in the back i feel like that's kind of valid yeah in the right? sense of like don't let a stranger in your home <laughs> yeah and i guess like even though you know this was a very uneconomically prosper prospering time if that does that make yeah. sense yeah <laughs> the opposite of the roaring 20s yeah. yeah new orleans was still like relatively a good place to live i this article or this little blurb like said that this guy was a student well that time period was going on and like and he was living there and he said that you could still definitely find like places to eat. So the the poor boy sandwich was twenty five cents, and that's like the oh. po boy sandwich. Oh. Yeah, it was like one of the cheapest things and like a heavy type of food to eat as a poor person there. And yeah, everything else was like still kind of cheap, even though this was a time when a lot of people couldn't afford a lot of things. Well, good for Nola. It's yeah. so funny how a lot of stuff, a lot of terms that we use today are like, like the poor boy sandwich. That's like kind of offensive in right. the sense of they're like, <laughs> right. like the broke bitch sandwich. Like, <laughs> like it makes me think of like, of like handicap. You know the origin of handicap? No, no. It's um the reason that that's like considered now like a uh, inoffensive term to use i don't even know if that from, was offensive i mean i, I never i don't really use it it's but. it's you're, yeah it's just like if you say like handicap parking or something obviously it's just like part of that but you're not supposed to be like that person's handicap oh yeah okay because yeah. it's from like in the past people with disabilities would end up on the street especially like physical disabilities and so it'd be hand to cap they would take their hats off. They would take their caps off and hold it out for you to put money in it. So oh. it's handicap, hand to cap. Oh. So it's like, oh, he's handicapped. Like he's reaching up to his cap to ask for money. Wow. Damn, I had no idea. Where did you learn that? Yeah. I think from my A push teacher in high school. Nice. He was dope. He read us this like children's book about Christopher Columbus and then like threw it against the wall and was like, this is trash. He was like, he <laughs> killed everybody. I'm jealous. I literally yeah, did he was like awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so that brings us to today, because there is no there is no time that that occurred between nineteen thirty two or whatever. <laughs> now, nothing happened. Nothing. Uh, they were just paused. I th definitely thought that they were like more prevalent with the way that there's like vampire bars and stuff, but I feel like that's just. Like I didn't even know vampires were associated with Nola until you brought it up, Jill. I mean, I know that we learned yeah. about it in Nola and retrospect, but I like totally forgot that 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 was even a, like a mystical component of. Well, there there are vampires there. Let me explain. Oh, oh, sorry. There are there is still a I don't know what the fuck you call a group of vampires. 
Yeah, what's, because the, the, what's, so, what's, what's, a, what's the plural of vampires? Flocks. So they literally have like an association. Oh. <laughs> it's called like the New Orleans Vampire Association. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so I don't. They don't like live together or anything, but they hang out. Is it? <laughs> is it vampirism or what's the? Is it vampirism where yeah. people like think they're a vampire and like act on it? I wonder if that's in the DMV or whatever it's called, right? DMV, the DSM, the DSM, <laughs> the DMV. <laughs> Let me consult the DMV. I was thinking of how it's DSM <laughs> oh five. Yes, Whenever yeah. you text it, it's DSM and then Roman numeral five. So it's yeah. B. So my brain like shorts it to DMV. <laughs> Anyways, I wonder if it's in the DSM. I will Vampirism. check, but I don't think Maybe. it is. It probably it since there are so many specific versions of things like that, it probably wouldn't be vampirism or anything else like that. It'd be some disorder of just like, you know, not not being human yeah yeah thinking that you're anything else something a different yeah like be under the same thing as like like lycanthropy yes yeah like think that you're like a werewolf yes okay so this article that i read i think that these people i don't know if they were being interviewed or if they like literally wrote this themselves but they're (laughs) it focused on these two people these two vampires that are living in New Orleans. And I guess they they just look like regular old middle-aged people. Nice. Yes. So they said that their awakenings began at the ages of 11 and 14. The one There's a guy and a girl. And I guess in a, their awakening is just like when vampires recognize that there's something different about them. They can feel it inside their bones. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. So the one guy whose name is Czar, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like Balthazar, Balthazar or something like that. He is a sanguine vampire. So that obviously means that he regularly drinks blood and he like has an like a craving okay. to drink blood. Um, I didn't and realize he, there were different types of vampires. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, they're very much about like consent and safety, though. They they just like very like talked about that a lot that they... They're not out here they killing people. Want people. Yeah, they want people to like willingly donate to them. And that doesn't surprise me that people would be into Wait, giving their blood. To I've a heard of this. I've yeah. yeah, I've definitely like when I used to be really into vampires because of, you know, Twilight Vampire Diaries, <laughs> all that shit. I, I learned that like there are people obviously who think they're vampires, maybe are the people that I saw on this show were probably not. They look too fucking weird to be a vampire, honestly. But like <laughs> then they're like their like romantic partner would like donate blood to them to drink yeah yeah and they also get tested a lot so they're not like gross about it they don't have yeah they're They're not trying to get diseases but yeah so the other girl that was in the article she is a tantric vampire so she feeds off of the sexual energy of people and i guess she said that she has she (laughs) has a desire to drink blood but she (laughs) suppresses it so how do you feed off sexual energy I, yeah, I don't really know. For my own personal research. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be a vampire. I'll explain in a second. So there's another type of vampire. There's another guy who they called him a pranic vampire, which I guess he he just he gets energy from physical touch. Oh, all kinds of physical touch. So he doesn't have to eat. So I, they didn't say if those like latter types of vampires also eat, but. They explain that like all these types of feeding, quote unquote, are just like w- different ways of obta- obtaining energy. And 
the one guy, Czar, said that he defines vampirism as a physiological condition wherein the affected person's body either does not make enough of or any at all of the daily essential energies necessary in order to perform daily tasks. So they said that, like, literally, if they don't get blood or, like, I guess have sex or, like, experience sexual energy or, like, be touched by someone for a few days, they'll, like, feel so drained that they can't do anything. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Like, that's really something. Because I'm like, I get everyone experiences that to some extent, but I guess, like, it must be debilitating, I I guess. I don't know. I don't want to pathologize this because, like, you know, like, I don't – I. Even though, like, I am a critical thinker about most things, it's like I'm not gonna say that vampires don't exist necessarily. Who knows? So I'm not saying that's the case. But if it is the case that they don't exist and this is happening, it could be just as legitimate that they need that if they psychologically think that they need that. Like with the with the placebo effect and stuff, like it literally could make you need that if you associate not having that with like not having energy or anything. Oh, totally. Yeah. If you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, I need this in my everyday life. Yeah, then you will be drained. But obviously, I don't know about these people. I don't want to, like, assume for them. But, yeah. 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 So, they said that they also all do feel sensitive to sunlight, but not, like, they're not going to get, like, burned or, like, die. Like, they said that, like, since it's a big ball of energy, like, they just, like, feel too much. Oh. You know? Interesting. Yeah. It's, like, too much of the wrong kind of energy. Yeah. Like, not the energy that they use to feed. I see. Hmm. Yeah. And I guess also they're intersectional. So they said that there's there's usually like vampires that will practice every type of religion pretty much. Oh. Like there's a there's Christian vampires, there's Buddhist vampires, but I guess the the most popular religion is paganism. Uh, yeah. Among that vampires. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's all I learned. Interesting. That's one of those things like that and like I don't know. I have a heart. It's like I want that to be so true. It's one of those things where it's like I don't know if there'd ever be enough evidence for me to actually believe it unless I saw it in person. Which yeah. Like sucks. But it's because like especially nowadays it's so easy to like fake videos and pictures that it's but I feel like that could be said about like UFOs and stuff. So I like believe in UFOs and I don't believe in vampires but I feel like UFOs obviously there's more evidence for it but it's still like there's like eyewitness testimony to being vampires and people say they're vampires but like we don't believe them but it's like what's gonna what would make us believe them yeah i don't know and aren't they vampires if they're drinking blood like you know i guess they're not immortal so that's like not the vampire yeah they said they don't have like supernatural powers or anything yeah which i'm i don't know have you guys seen what we do in the shadows No, no the show or the movie but i haven't seen either but i'm wondering Either one, but the TV show, there's a character who, like, is a vampire who, he's an energy vampire, so he, like, literally just, like, drains people by talking to them. <laughs> and he's, he's just, like, the most, like, boring. I was gonna say, so like, he's really boring. Average white guy. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> His character is so funny, because I'm like, I feel like that, if, if any type of vampire is real, it's that. True, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I know that even in i haven't really read a book on empathy but even in books on like empaths and stuff they talk about how 
people can be emotional vampires, but I have always assumed that in those situations, they're talking more of like in a metaphorical sense of like leeching <laughs> off of you. But I guess they could also exist like literally leeching off yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah. He'll talk to people and they'll, they just immediately fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's like, I have that effect on women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, final thought on New Orleans. When you saw, talked about how in the 1920s women were getting frisky, made me think of how we went to the most like cheap ass trash strip club. <laughs> it, was, it was like All a store. Class. It was like a storefront strip club. You just walk right in, and there was nobody on the stage at first. We were sitting there. And so I, my drunk ass was like, I'll go up. And then I got yelled at. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, I that. do remember that. Um, <laughs> and then finally our stripper came out and she stripped. Finally. To, yeah. I mean, it was like five minutes or something. I was like, where, where's she at? She stripped to the song Numb by Linkin Park. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. Yep. I feel yeah, like we if you're the a, only people there. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, obviously not knocking on strippers because i do sex work myself and i think that stripping is a very valid form of earning money but i can totally see it's like that song is the mood for working at that strip club <laughs> right you're like oh god yeah. like kill me you know, out here. <laughs> yeah good choice Sad. on her part i guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all right any other final thoughts nope no. Just that, like, now I want to go back to NOLA sooner. I know. Oh. When I was, like, looking at the pictures in my articles, I was like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. Right. Like, I mean, I, I do, like, enjoy traveling, but, like, it's – I don't, like, think about it as much as other people, but, like, NOLA is a place where I'm, like, fiending to go back for sure. Yeah. No, I totally – and I think, like, it's one of those places that there's just, like, so much to experience that there's no way you can do it all in one trip. Right. And so I'm happy with what we did, and I know, like, I'm glad with what we prioritized, but it's, like, I know that there's even more I could do, you right. know? We should – literally, deadass, we should look into that girlfriend's getaway at the haunted hotel, see what it entails, because that would actually, like, kind of be dope, even though it would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. We're probably going to have to wait a long time after this hurricane. Yeah, for oh, them true. to like I didn't rebuild even think about that. Jesus. Oh my god, yeah. This hurricane's yeah. bad. There's I've seen some videos. There, it's scary. It not that yeah. hurricanes are ever not bad, but it seems like this one is it like, still happening. No, I there might I be think another. There's one like the now. residual oh storms still kind of going on. Like I think, right? Like I think. I think. It, I think that was like a week and a half or is ago. It finally done? But there's yeah. like literally another one that that already came through. Damn, Ida Junior. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> Hurricane Baby. They should name Hurricane one that. Hurricane said, "I'm baby." Baby driver. Oh they should name one Ovo Jabber. <laughs> they should start naming them TikTok. And like guys, find let's go memes. To, let's go to let's go rolling. Play <laughs> okay, we. This is a Free long episode. God, vines are so like vines are so funny. I know, and it's really because they like the beauty of vine was it really just cut the fat, went down to the five seconds that were actually funny. Right? I, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. This is a long episode. Damn, it is. And I feel like we kept going on tangents. Yeah. I knew it was going to be one of those nights. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You can find us every other Tuesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
and we post at some point throughout the day. I feel like it's usually ended up being early afternoon. Yeah, like it's like it's usually uh, between like <laughs> like I don't know like one p.m. to four thirty p.m. on average. Yeah. That's it's between one oh seven and four thirty two. Which okay, I will say Cody and Noel always post their shit at random times in the day on Patreon. So I'm like. If they can do it, so can we. Yeah. No, I'm more just joking. I don't know why it was funny to me that you said 4.30. I know. I know. <laughs> like instead of 4 or 5, 4.30. Um, well, and today it was later because your mouse yeah. shit yeah. on you. So. Okay. But yeah, every other Tuesday at sometime in early afternoon. Bye. Bye. Bye.